Are the Minnesota Wild in the midst of a course correction after a hot start to the season? Are Bill Guerin's gambles not paying off, and is he under fire from ownership? While the national media may think so, we set the record straight today on Locked on Wilds. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also available anytime you want to listen. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take aim at a particular national article in which the Minnesota Wilds are in the midst of a course correction and Bill Guerin's gambles on Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi's buyouts uh, has backfired to where he is under fire from ownership and may not get a chance to uh, continue the rebuild if the Wild don't get back on track. We set the record straight on all of that today because it turns out not accurate. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, the host with the most, and uh, here to guide you through yet another edition of Locked on Wild, a special Sunday edition of the show. Just couldn't wait uh, to discuss this topic any further. Have uh, been kind of sitting on it a little bit, trying to trying to get the takes to uh, to marinate, to formulate. And uh, today is finally the day after the Wild uh, picked up a couple of wins uh, over the last two days against the Chicago Blackhawks. They get everybody back healthy, but uh, apparently the sky is falling. If you ask people not in the state of Minnesota how things are playing out. So what we're going to do, I'm going to read excerpts of the article in question and react uh, once my blood pressure starts to spike. So I'm, of course, talking about the article that was published in the Hockey News with the title of Big Decisions Await the Minnesota Wilds. Now, the title in and of itself isn't bad. That's probably the best part of the article because that that is true. There will be some big decisions that this Wild team needs to make uh, when the offseason gets here. So I, I can't take... I can't take objection to the title of the article. However, let's uh, let's dive in. For a while there in this current NHL regular season, the Minnesota Wild were looking like world beaters, but the team faced a bit of a course correction, and with that comes a focus that this still needs to be a big year for Minnesota. For a while there in the current NHL regular season, the Minnesota Wild were looking like world beaters. First place in the league seemed to be theirs for the taking, or at least for the challenging. But since the second week of December, there has been a course correction of sorts with the Wild going 3-4-2 and two, and falling back to fourth place in the Central Division. I'm going to stop right there. Right off the bat, we, uh, we've got some issues. So, yes, the Wild did go on a 3-4-2 and two skid, have since won two in a row, but we're failing to mention a pretty big reason as to why that took place in the fact that the Wild had seven games 
during that span postponed and had stretches where they were only playing one game a week if they were lucky. And so I know that's going to come off as an excuse, and that's the tone that the article takes here. But I, I, don't, I don't know how you're supposed to get into any sort of a playing rhythm when you play one game a week. This isn't the NFL. You've got to play more than one game a week to, uh, to stay fresh. And the Wilds played, I think at one point it was two games in 18 days uh, leading up to the Winter Classic. So you tell me. It, uh, to me, looks just like a team that uh, that just had trouble staying warm uh, with all the time that they missed. But uh, I don't know. Apparently that's, uh, that's not valid. And with that course correction comes a focus that this still needs to be a big year for Minnesota. There are pressure points that quickly will hamstring this franchise sooner than later. This isn't to say abject disaster awaits the Wild once the season is through, but it's a clear fact that winning is only going to get more difficult for them in the weeks and months ahead, particularly when it comes to Minnesota's salary cap situation. Indeed, when you look at the Wilds cap issues after this year, you want to gasp out loud primarily because of the double whammy cap hit involved with last summer's buyouts of veteran Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. The team will have to absorb a $6.37 million cap hit for each of Parisi and Suter, leaving GM Bill Guerin with more than $12.7 million in cap, dead cap space for the 2022-2023 campaign. Incredibly, the two buyouts get even more onerous for Minnesota in 2023-2024, when their dead cap hit combines for some $14.74 million. Let's be generous to, to Guerin and assume a slight raise in the $81.5 million upper cap ceiling for those years if you're still talking about a massive amount of space that can't be accessed. Even with solid development in, of the organization's prospects, the Wilds' depth pool is going to start to shallow out in a hurry. Counting the dead cap monies and per capfriendly.com, Minnesota only has 13 players signed for next season and a massive cap hit of $68.1 million dollars to the players that they have signed. That will leave Garen with only about $13.38 million in available cap space to sign another 10 players, and that's before giving a raise to top forward Kevin Fiala, a restricted free agent this summer, and veteran forward Nick Bugstead and defenseman Alex Goligoski and Jordy Ben to new deals. I'm going to stop right there because a couple of things. So the depth that we've seen showcased all season, the depth that has led to this team being where they're at, missing players like Jewel Erickson, Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodine, missed Kirill Kaprizov for a game. Cam Talbot hasn't played since the Winter Classic. All the depth that this team has is the reason that the Wild are where they are right now. And that depth is a lot of players that will be on the roster next year for cheap. But I guess that doesn't matter. Uh, that's also a reason that the team went 3-4-2, is they're playing all these games without three of their best five players on the roster. I I don't know. I, uh, I'm getting off base here. But that, that is just that's another thing that I take issue with, is that, uh, oh, salary cap is going to be a problem. The Wild aren't going to be able to sign players. Well, we knew that with the buyouts. And to essentially assume that the buyouts should not have happened. But we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more coming up. Um, 
the also the fact right at the end of that segment that I read, Alex Goligoski, yes, will hope we are. I'm assuming going to try to sign him to a new deal, uh, but it's going to be for uh, for lesser than the five million that he signed for this year. I don't think Nick Bugstad and Jordy Ben are going to be back. I I I don't th- I don't know how you can advocate for for Jordy Ben to be back, considering how he's played this season at multiple points. I don't think that that is a thing that's going to happen. So again, assumption that well these guys are on one year deals, so all of them are going to come back. No, that uh, that is that is far from the case. So we've we've got more to get to. As we continue to dive into this article, our, uh, our overall theme for today, is Bill Guerin doing a good job? Is he putting the team on the right track, or are his moves starting to, uh, to fail? The Minnesota Wild will continue to debunk his failures after this. It is 2022, and that means New Year's resolutions are in full swing. So if your goals include getting fit or eating better, Built Bar is here to help. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better. No, I'm here to say it is better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Take your standard Twix, Snickers bar, whichever is your favorite, and uh, the numbers get even worse. Most candy bars contain 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. If you have a secret stash of sweets somewhere in the house, at work, in the car, wherever, take it, give them to somebody else. I'm not advocating throwing away candy, not for that. But give them to somebody else and replenish all of your stockpiles with Built Bars. They'll help get you on the right track and help make your 2022 your best year yet. So head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Uh, Once again, a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. So continuing to dive into this article, Big Decisions Await the Minnesota Wild, courtesy of thehockeynews.com. We left off just having talked about how the Wild need to retain Nick Bugstead, Alex Goligoski, and Jordy Ben. Not Jordy Ben. Let's, uh, let's continue. In sum, the Wild look like they're about to be hollowed out come the summer of 2022 with a precious few elite players and a slew of B-grade veterans on short-term small-money contracts. Minnesota hardly would be the first franchise to have to face such a problem, but that doesn't take away from the fact that Garen has gambled big time on the Wilds' short and long-term future. It just seemed more palatable once Minnesota had such a strong start to the year. Now, though, now the Wilds could turn out to be first-round toast at the hands of central rivals from either Colorado, St. Louis, or Nashville. That isn't going to cut the mustard with long-suffering Minnesota fans who haven't experienced a second-round playoff win since the Wild fell in six games to Chicago in the 2014 postseason. Has Bill Guerin put the cart before the horse in his two-and-a-half years as Wild GM? It could turn out to be the case. 
Garen is projected to have approximately $7.16 million in cap space by this year's trade deadline. And don't be surprised in the least to push all of his chips on this year's group of players. Garen may not have the same confidence from ownership if this year fails to produce real Reed playoff change. In betting on the current Wild players, Garen has shown a player's confidence in his teammates. But sometimes that optimism is ill-founded. There's no guarantee the Wild will make major competitive steps forward. And if they don't, if they don't, well, somebody else could be stepping into a leadership role for Minnesota. This is always a win-first business, and Garen will be judged by the same competitive metrics everyone else in his position is judged. At the moment, that gamble feels like it's fizzlingly out for Minnesota, or at least into a major stall. Uh, so back to kind of where we left off to, uh, again, further debunk, uh, what is, uh, the big points of the article here. So in talking about the wild being hollowed out in the summer of 2022, let's, uh, let's go to that next. So assuming that uh, the Wild do make some changes and they do have some players that they're not able to retain. You could see the likes of Nico Sturm, of uh, Jordan Greenway. You could see them move on from the team and uh, not be here come next year. But as the article fails to acknowledge, fails to assume exist, the Wild have already seen Matt Boldy make his way to the NHL roster and is playing as a point-per-game player so far to start his career. The Wild will have the likes of Marco Rossi on the roster next year. The Wild have already seen Connor Dewar come up and play valuable minutes for this team. The Wild have Adam Beckman, who has also played in NHL games this season and could be ready to step in to uh, one of those spots that are vacated next season. The Wild have Kalen Addison, who has also played several games with the Minnesota Wild this season and uh, looks to be a player that could certainly help the Wild uh, as they go forward. Uh, the Wild also have their goalie in waiting in Jesper Wallstead. Now, he's a couple of years away, but this notion that the Wild are just this empty cupboard that if, oh, what are we going to do if players on the roster end up leaving? The Wild have a ton of prospects to be able to pull from. And and the Wild have shown this season that Bill Guerin and his team have a keen eye for developing free agents that don't cost as much but can still add major impact to this team. Dmitry Kulikov, John Merrill. John Merrill just signed a team-friendly extension. Uh, for the next three years because of how his play so far this year has gone. Kulikov and Merrill have stepped in for Ian Cole and Carson Soucy and have been great. The Wild also, you know, they signed Alex Goligoski. He has been very good and uh, likely would take less to stay with this team over the next couple of seasons. So that helps with the cap situation as well. The Wilds are... 100% at this point going to move on from Victor Rask. There's not a spot for him on the roster. And so that's $4 million off the books next year. Uh, Greenway is making something like $2.5 million, and 
it looks as though he probably is is running out of time with Minnesota. So that's another two and a half million off the books. It's also seeming more and more like the Wild are going to make a decision on one of their top players that uh, we aren't expecting. And I know the big two on the list are Matt Dumba and Kevin Fiala. We're going to get into this later in the week as to the merits of, uh, of keeping one over the other. Uh, I have actually changed my tune in that regard. So uh, we will talk about that uh, coming up here uh, later in the week, as mentioned. But it's not like, also, there is no way for the Wild to, uh, to create cap flexibility. Yes, it's going to be tougher with the, uh, the buyouts to Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. But it's not like it's impossible. It's not like there is no way to do it. So the article assumes that things are pretty much set in stone and that this wild team is just going to fall off a cliff after this season. So they better win this year. Otherwise, it's going to be impossible for them to do so uh, in the interim. Well, we've known that here in Minnesota for since these buyouts happened. And honestly, I, I challenge any person who looks at this roster as currently constructed and the way that they're performing and says that they would be better off with Parisian Suter on the roster because that is just flat out wrong. That is not that is not even a remote possibility considering where this team is at right now. The chemistry that they've put together on this team is the reason that they are where they are right now. And with Parisian Suter on the roster, that's just not possible. So again, there's a lot to unpack from this uh, article. And um, it's kind of a surprise to me that it, something like that could be written and just be so far from what is actually happening here uh, in the state of Minnesota with the Minnesota Wild. So we will summarize kind of our, our findings and thoughts on what Bill Guerin has done well, because uh, it's pretty evident that uh, this article is not uh, not really giving Guerin enough credit for what he has done since he took over for the team. So we will finish by uh, looking at just that and what has made Bill Guerin a great fit for the Minnesota Wild. That is next here on Locked on Wild. BetOnline.ag would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 and beyond. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website for you to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On to get things started. The NFL playoffs are in full swing. The NBA and college basketball, too, plus the NHL, boxing, and UFC, all the way down to your favorite Vegas casino games. They have everything you want, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Recapping the uh, article from the Hockey News, which suggests that Bill Guerin might be running out of time as GM of the Minnesota Wild. And so we're going to finish 
by looking at uh, some of the things that Bill Guerin has done that uh, would suggest the exact opposite is the case. Uh, Guerin, well, let's start with let's start with some of the free agent moves and some of the trades that uh, that Guerin has made throughout his tenure. Last season, traded for Ian Cole right as the season began. Traded Greg Pattern for him. Straight up trade. Straight up just a hockey trade. Ian Cole was uh, a great piece of this wild puzzle last year and was uh, a very unsung member of the wild decor, uh, the shot-blocking king. And so uh, Garen gets a, uh, a point in the positive column for that one. Uh, Garen also trading for Nick Benino. Now, yes, Luke Cunnan was, uh, was a young prospect that, uh, that looks like he's going to have uh, a pretty good career going forward. But Benino was, you know, the power play ace. He was a great fit for this team in his uh, his one season with Minnesota last year. So I'm going to give him a plus for uh, for that one as well. And uh, we are expecting that if the Wild do make a trade here at the trade deadline, that uh, that it will be one that will benefit the team as well. So in the trades category, I'm giving him uh, a thumbs up. Now I know one of the early trades in his tenure here was, uh, was bringing in Marcus Johansson uh, in a, uh, a trade for Eric Stahl. I, you know, that, that one didn't, that one didn't necessarily work out. Johansson wasn't, he was okay. He wasn't great, but at the same time, Garen, you know, clearly identifying an area that he wanted to improve that being the speed of the team. And uh, we have seen that done here uh, over the uh, the last couple of years. The team speed has been substantially better now than it was in uh, in previous seasons. So Garen's getting Garen's getting the plus from me uh, in the trades category. In the draft category, he's getting two pluses because Garen has identified that that is not a strength of his and has uh, brought in one of the best draft analytics people um, in the NHL and Judd Brackett and allowed him to oversee things in full. Allowed Brackett to pick the players that he thinks will be the best fits for the Minnesota Wild. Um, and uh, Garen has said, you know, if, if you need me to make a trade to go get somebody, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. Uh, the draft under Bill Garen has featured the Wild selecting the likes of Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, Jesper Wallstead this past year, Carson Lambos, Jack Pert, um, on and on and on and on down the list. The Wild look like they have some real good finds with uh, with Bill Guerin in charge, simply by him admitting that that's not a strong point of his and bringing in somebody that can specialize in that area. So two pluses for me for Bill Guerin in the uh, the draft department. In the free agent signing department, uh, the Wilds found some gems in Dmitry Kulikov, and John Merrill this uh, this past offseason. Uh, we also saw, you know, Nick Bugstead has had some good moments when he has been able to stay healthy uh, for uh, for this wild team. Cam Talbot had a great year last year. He's off to a little bit of an uneven start uh, to this season, but uh, Bill Guerin has uh, has developed pl- or has uh, has developed a plan for this team and has brought in players that fit that mold. And uh, he, he's done so at, uh, at a very, very high level uh, with, the, uh, with the constraints that the Wild have had. 
And, you know, in terms of building a culture, building a locker room, building a brand of hockey that the Wild want to play, three pluses for me because this Wild team is never out of any game. They find a way to get it done. They have so many players that are capable of doing that as opposed to relying on one or two superstars. They, uh, they have a team culture that believes that they can win any given night. And this is what Bill Guerin, this is the vision of the team that Bill Guerin wanted when he took the job. And he continues to add to that. He continues to further it. And so building the culture, um, he gets he gets full marks from me on that. And so for the national media that appear to not be super up to speed as to how we do things here in Minnesota, we knew that this was a long this was a long haul vision and approach for Bill Guerin, and that it was possible with the relief in salary cap that the Wild got last year and this year, that it was possible that the Wild could go on a little bit of a run. And if they did not make it happen, that there would be a slight step taken back to, uh, to retool, to bring up some, uh, some top young prospects, and that uh, they would build up towards the next opportunity uh, for that window to open. And so I don't think since Bill Guerin has, uh, has been executing that vision just the way that he planned it out, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I don't think that ownership is losing their faith in him because the team had one stretch of games in which they went 3-4-2. and two. You know how they've done since that stretch? They've won two straight. They beat Chicago Friday and Saturday. They play Montreal on Monday. And so... To judge the whole picture on one stretch of hockey is uh, it's just not the way to do it. So, fear not, Wild fans. The sky is not falling. Bill Guerin is doing his job. He's doing it well. The team is playing well. Everybody is coming back healthy. And so, we should see the Wild get back to the hockey they were playing before games got postponed and injuries started to mount. And once they get going, we will see them where they were before this all happened as one of the top teams in the NHL. And don't be surprised then if the articles written nationally about this team switch back to uh, just how good of a job Bill Guerin and company are doing. Because you can afford to do that when you write at a more national, wide scope. You can afford to completely take something like this and forget it ever existed and just say, no, we've, uh, we've been on them the whole time. But we in Minnesota, we know. We know who's in and who's out. And that's all we got for today. That's going to wrap up our episode of Locked on Wild here for today. Thank you for tuning in. And now that your first listen of the day is done, You can head over to Locked On Bets for your second listen, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked On Bets is free and available on all podcast platforms just like Locked On Wild. We are available anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're available anytime you want to listen. 
Make sure to check us out on social media as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, keeping you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild all week long. Because if a puck drops in the state of hockey, Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.